Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, everybody. Matt, don't unfriend me. Thanks for stopping by. Show's going to be interesting tonight. Um, but first, let's get to the most pressing thing. What do you call an alligator who likes to pick fights? An instigator. An instigator. That's right. Dad joke. Fantastic. It's going to be a fun show. It does relate to it. Hang tight. Well, thank you for joining everybody. It's going to be a fun conversation today. And Um, I've got some preface and all that type of stuff to go over, but we're not going to go ahead and do that right now. We're just going to go ahead and intro the show in, and then we'll talk a little bit about kind of the rules of this show. This is Matt with Don't Unfriend Me. It's podcast and videocast that really kind of focuses on a few things, current events, topics, politics, or really whatever strikes your, your fancy. There's not much we can't talk about. I got the beard trimmed up a little bit, a little bit of gray coming through. It was getting too long and scraggly. I remember the days when I could grow a beard down to here. But alas, those days just don't work anymore. And uh, I just don't like the beard that long. But really, you didn't need to know any of this. What the heck are we going to talk about? Like, share, and subscribe, first of all. 400 likes today. I'm really excited about that. Thank you guys so much. I mean, less than a month and the likes are coming through. So like, share, and subscribe. It helps out. All right, let's let's crack this nut. Earlier today... Um, I had a, what I would consider a friend, somebody I've, who's been on my Facebook for eight plus years, somebody who I've watched somewhat develop as a person, but not much. I mean, Richard isn't somebody who's on Facebook a lot. He certainly isn't there every minute of the day posting about his favorite food or, or favorite whatever, but he does take part and, uh, you know, just like everybody else on Facebook, I'm turning my light down a little bit. It's flickering. Uh, just like everybody else on Facebook, he has a presence, and um, Richard would be similar to uh, to me in a lot of ways. We're both kind of nerdish in a little bit. I'm a little bit more of a jock and military guy, but uh, I love the stuff he loves, and if you looked at the, my cabinet over here that's about eight feet full of collectible toys and painted figurines, I, I dabble in both, and before I was this striking person who stands before you, I would dare I say related to nerddom just about as much as anything else in my life. But it doesn't really matter. Um, I have no disrespect for Richard, but this is going to be a great show. I invited him to come on and have a, a formal debate because it seems like that's what he wants to do. And so everything I say here is not meant for any disrespect. And certainly my original post wasn't meant for disrespect. I thought we were uh, bantering and having um, fun. But alas, in today's world, you can't have fun with people and you can't say things because everyone takes it so damn personally. Um, So there's a lot of supposition. There's some derision and cynicism and 
Um, there was there was definitely some from me too, but certainly nothing that I would I would take would frustrate a human being. And at no time was my blood pressure up, and still hasn't really been up because I've got thicker skin than that. So let's go through the post. Let's talk about it because. This is what this show is. Don't unfriend me. Before it's politics and everything else, there's that little microphone that's holding the elephant and the donkey together, and that's the discussion. So it's 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 a a, a smorgasbord, if you will. It's a buffet line plate full of different topics that we can explore together. So hopefully, Richard, you don't take this too personal. And since we are going to pick it apart because you wanted a response, I would assume, or maybe you didn't, you're going to get one. You may be uncomfortable with what I say, and you may not like what I say, but alas, you came onto the page and it said hard hitting, and I'm not going to pull any punches with anybody. Even if my mom came on, I'm going to give her my opinion because that's what I do. And you made references that this is my show and it is. So when you have a show, I'll come on your page and you can tell me what to do um, if you would like and how to interact with your audience. I won't do that to you. You can say whatever you want to me. But just understand is that very rarely am I going to go ahead and listen to something that's laced in passive aggressive behavior. So let's pick it apart, man. Let's talk about it. Today, there was a post and a lot of like most posts that people take offense with. Most people seem to like it and understand the humor because my site is laced in humor. If you've watched my show, it may not be your particular brand of tea, but that's to everybody. I consider it to be funny at times, but I just put the Dow is moving to hit $30,000 for the first time in like ever. Oh, and the vaccine is showing 90% effective and ahead of the schedule by nine months. Nice job on voting him out, America. You are the weakest link. Count the votes. So there's a couple things that I want to explain about this post. I do correlation, comparison, contrast. So if I'm talking about a certain situation or a certain time period, I will start using vernacular and, and pulling historical references from that time period. I use the term, you are the weakest link, which was a game show where people were voted off. And the head lady, who was a British lass, would be, you are the weakest link. Does everyone remember this? It was a horrible show. But Richard, that is my comment, and that is what it's for. It's not saying that America is the weakest link. I'm saying, nice job, America, for voting him out, and I think you're foolish. But the weakest link reference is to tie that he was voted out. See, it's a parody. And it's supposed to be a little bit of humor. And I'm not calling out you. And if you were upset by that, I'm sorry. I am. I truly am. If that ruins your day, I don't understand it. But I'm sorry. Most people found it to be funny. And that's what it was designed to do. It certainly wasn't my strongest literal reference ever. And I could see why maybe you took it personally. So I concede to your point there. What I don't understand is your retort, which is right here in the top left-hand corner. You do know vaccines take space, 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 years, right? Well, I don't understand the reference. If that's a question, is that rhetorical? Are you asking me if I truly understand or am I agreeing with you that it takes years? Because... We can go down that, but there's not enough information for me to decide that we've set a tone for debate. We've set a tone for being flippant. We've set a tone for just doing a drive-by post. Are we are we dabbling in fallacies? I, I don't know what you want. Do I know vaccines take years, right? Yes. Take years to produce enough antibodies for people to, for, to be randomly effective? 
it, this is a protein-based uh, uh, vaccine. Does, does that take more time? Or do the proteins synthesize or mutate in some way? Because that's not my understanding of it. And viruses predominantly are protein eaters, if I'm not mistaken. We can have this dialogue. I'm not a microbiologist. No, and you alluded to that earlier, and you know I'm not. They don't just magically happen. Another statement that I don't understand. I I don't believe magic's real, or the Easter Bunny, or Republican-loving Democrats. I, I, I just don't think they exist. So I'm aware they don't magically happen. But your tone of your comment is immediately flippant and argumentative, and passive-aggressive. You could have just stated your point. I don't like Donald Trump, Matt, and I don't see why you think he has had any impact on the Dow or the vaccine being made. And I, I think it's wrong for you to call that out. Well, okay, now we can have a conversation. But this last line, you set the tone. You just said, hey, Matt, first of all, I'm not going to even take the time to spell the words correctly and capitalize and be grammatically correct. I'm just going to go ahead and give you a snarky, smart-ass comment, and you're going to swallow it. Plus, I'm not sure his holiness was in the lab. Your entire post was conjecture laced with cynicism and derision. And Richard, you know it. We're adults. Either A, you don't like me very much, which is, I understand, I don't like myself some days. Or B, you don't like Donald Trump and you don't like people who support him. Or C, you just want to fight. And here's the cool thing. You've come to the right place. Because not only do I do this for a living, I do this for a living. This is my job. My job is to convince people to do better in life, to increase their their potential, to help my company maximize their profits. And that takes a little bit of influence. It takes a little bit of argument and debate. And I'm sorry if that's like persona non grata. I'm not saying that somehow I'm going to uplift you and then I'm going to change your life. I'm just telling you I do it for a living and that's my role. And if I don't get people to change behaviors, if I don't get people to strive for bigger things, then I get fired. But I also have decided to get myself in the arena of politics and verbal debate against ideas that I disagree with, with don't unfriend me. So this is essentially what I do. You came into this arena and wanted to have a conversation and and I gave you one. And here's my response. Ricardo. Now there's a reason for the Ricardo and I heard your comments later and we're going to talk about that, but I want you to ignore that right now. We're just going to read it. Ricardo, I am sure you are making a point. Just not sure what your point is trying to convey. And I want to be really clear here. My voice, if it doesn't match your inner dialogue, this is the problem. Because this is the problem with text. You don't convey emotion in text. And you key words, key descriptors creates that sound in your head. That auditory inflection of cynicism or anger or whatever. Indifference. And if I am not sounding to you when you read this, like I am right now, then there's the problem. And maybe I did that with you too in your first post. Maybe you're like, no, man, that's not what I meant. And this whole thing can be put to bed. But alas, we're not going to do that. I am sure you are making a point, just not sure what your point is trying to convey. And say, I, I don't know what you're trying to convey. Your point. I don't know what your point is trying to convey. The vaccine was supposed to take years, which I, I 
completely affirm what you just said. I agree. Vaccines do take years. So obviously I know it takes years. You obviously have been following along because today there's been some pretty big announcements with Pfizer. What Donald Trump has been saying over the last nine months is that a vaccine's coming and the Democrats and the news media have said it's not. So when I give him accolades for that, of course I'm not because he's putting on a white lab coat like Dr. Dre or Dr. Frankenstein, but he has had influence to make sure that Operation Warp Speed and getting this faster than anyone thought possible is directly reflected because of his backing and the, and, and the, the, uh, the effort he has made to push it through during a time during re-election and craziness when, when the whole world's been in chaos. So I do give him credit for that. First stages are announced and is showing a 90% success rate. It doesn't inflict the patient, but assist in the buildup of protein. So when you talk about that, it takes time to mutate or to, to become a better resistance against the coronavirus. Well, that's the problem with viruses. Viruses are mutating and they are constantly changing. And the coronavirus isn't changing at a rate that anyone's alarmed by. It's a slow adapting virus, but it is mutating like all viruses. 2001-2003, SARS-1 was much more aggressive and deadlier. And it mutated much faster. And because of that, it changed forms. And although deadlier was not as impactful, this disease is staying pretty much right where it's at. And this protein is supposed to assist and ultimately make you somewhat inoculated to that virus. Now, do, do I know that for a fact? No. But when the scientific community says 90% of it is the success rate and they're having amazing trials, well, Richard, I'm going to celebrate that number, aren't you? Does that mean I'm taking the vaccine? No. No, because I don't think I need it. Neither does my family. I'm just celebrating that Donald Trump finally got the vaccine. And that's what I've heard from the left is that you must have a vaccine soon. The whole world's going to die if we don't. And why are you listening to scientists about global warming? Why are you listening to scientists about anything? Climate change. The fact that COVID's dangerous, that we need to wear masks, that we need to social distance and say six feet and not listen to them here. It's interesting. It's kind of an oxymoron, to be honest with you. And once again, I don't understand where you're coming from. Second, who is this holiness exactly? Are you referring to your president? Now that's flippant. Of course it's flippant. I know who you're referring to. You're referring to Donald Trump. But holiness, that word is indicative of, a, of indicative of a different time. And it's not something that most people use in today's language. Highness was accorded to British family members, specifically princes, princes, to be labeled as your highness. From early as 1400 on in 17 something something, one of the Henry lineage said, I don't want to be called Highness anymore. And then it ultimately died. And now it's back with the pomp and circumstance from the royal family. Highness has everything to do with peasants and serfs. And my next references that I make here are tied directly to you using the word Highness. So I am playing once again off of what you said, because that's what I do. If you want to wax intellects and start talking about 13th century titles and nobilities, then I'm going to go ahead and go into that time period with you because I love that type of stuff. 
Oh, well, duh, Ricky. He isn't a scientist. Now, me using your names in different forms, from Rich to Richard to Ricky to Ricardo, it's just a stab. It's just a little nudge. It's all it was. Just giving it to you right back as you're giving it to me. If that offends you, once again, I can understand. My name's important to me. But if somebody calls me Maddie, Matthew, or a-hole, I really don't care. But maybe you do. So how would you like to be addressed from now on? Is it Sir Richard? See, that was a joke too. At least I didn't call you the other prefix of rich, which is Dick. And that was my dad. He grew up with that. They called him Dickie. Can you imagine? My poor father. Oh, and another thing. He isn't a Wall Street broker either. We know that. I already addressed that. While we are at it, he isn't a tax accountant. So I'm making parallels in between what you said. Because he's not a scientist, it discredits what he did with the virus. And he's not a tax accountant, which discredits your tax return and your relief for COVID. So if you go ahead and discredit his ability to provide a a vaccine, then you should do that too with the tax return. That is my point. Maybe this is over your head and I, and that's just the way I work. And I apologize for that as well. So you can send back your tax credit and stimulus check anytime. Now I am sure the peasants in your village will appreciate your generous donations. All hail queen Kamala. The queen reference is tying back to English and serfs and peasants in the village. Go back to the Robin hood or, or anyone who did took their masses and provided for people, St. Anthony or, or whatever. St. Crispin, Mother Teresa, Florence Nightingale, take any reference that you want. Certainly not calling you a peasant. And I'm certainly not insulting Kamala Harris since you labeled duly elected president with a theocratic title and a monarchy. I figured I'd do the same for Kamala. So what's good for the goose is good for the gander, my friend. If you can't handle it, don't dish it out. So now we're going to talk about your 12-page rant where you decided to go ahead and not come on my show, which is bumming me out because I would have loved to have you here, and just talk. You decided to go ahead and and take it to the next level, so I will do the same. This is from Richard. Wow, classy. Purposely misspelling my name. Now that's how you win a debate. We're having a debate? I didn't know we were having a debate. Thank you for notifying me. You didn't tell me we were debating. You simply left a snarky comment and then had your friend, wife, sister, don't know who she was. Nice lady. I'm sure very educated, seems very kind, just drop bombs. And you decided to come in and both drop bombs. And then she blocked me and left, which I won't tolerate. If you want to have a discussion with me and act like adults, put your big boy pants on, take out the pacifier and let's have a conversation. I didn't know we were debating. I do now. So let's debate. This is great. Because this is the last time I'm addressing it and then we're done. And if you want to talk to me about this anymore, you come on my show. That's fair. Is that fair? I hope it's fair. I love in my statement, you assume that I was a non-from supporter. You have no idea. You were angry when you wrote this. You're a very articulate human being. I know that about you. You were angry. I, I wonder why. I don't understand why I'm still trying to grab why you were angry because you misspell words and you never do that. You're a very articulate human being. You're very smart. I don't understand. You assume that I was a non from supporter. That's Trump supporter. You have no idea that 
if I even am a Trump supporter. But again, that's why you assume without doing research. I didn't assume anything. I figure if you call Donald Trump his highness or his holiness or his whateverness and give him a title of the Pope, which is his holiness, but also once you discern the Latin is his highness, both are equivalent, may have different meanings in the Latin versus the St. James and King James. But either way, it's still the same thing. I would assume that you weren't very happy with Donald Trump, and I could care less, but I'm not going to go on your page because the only thing that's on your page that I remember, Richard, is Captain America and and video games and comic books and stuff like that. I, I don't know your political disposition, and honestly, I don't care. I still don't. You have every right not to like Donald Trump, and I am not Donald Trump's defender. At all. Have you spoken to a microbiologist? Have you spoken to a surgeon? Have you spoken to a pharmacist? Have you actually sat down and spoken with somebody who works with the virus? That's a lot of questions. I've spoken to a microbiologist. I've spoken to nurses. I haven't spoken to a surgeon. Pharmacists, no. But my parents were pharmacists at one point and ran an RX in, uh, in Ventura, California. But I haven't talked to them about it either. Have you actually sat down and spoken with somebody who works for the virus? Yeah. There's a lot of nurses in my family. I've got a few doctor friends. But if you're asking me if I've done extensive research on this vaccine or COVID, COVID, yes, the vaccine, probably not, not that much. I know it's protein-based. I know it's resistant to the virus. And I know it aggressively counteracts the virus and it has 90% success rate, which is from Pfizer. I know that Boston University has actually agreed with everything that's been said. For the first time, a major college is agreeing with the studies. That's what I know. Does it make me wrong? Maybe. But what does it matter? Just because you have somebody in your life who knows all these things, it, it doesn't mean that you've assimilated that knowledge and can accurately portray or convey what they know. I mean, if you want to break this down to an existential level, all of us know nothing anyway. It's all guesswork. So I'm going off what I've read and what I've discerned and disseminated from studying like I do with everything. And most of the time, I feel I can talk about most topics with somewhat of an educated level. Maybe this one is, is my crux. But certainly not what was reported on the news. And Boston, uh, Boston, uh, gosh, I don't remember the name of the paper, but we can look, medical examiner stated this, and I can recant what they said. But if you ask me to go deeper than surf, surface level, no, I can't. Can you? Let's find out. Get on my show. I just find it hilarious that I made a simple statement and you get credibly, incredibly defensive. I mean, astronomically defensive, telling me to donate my stimulus check right back to the government and the people in my village would be perfectly okay making it sound as if I'm some kind of villager. I've already addressed this. I wasn't astronomically defensive. Defensive would be F you and stopping the conversation. I wasn't. I just asked you questions that you didn't like, which is what most people do and get upset. So no, I, I'm not going to let you paint me with that brush, unfortunately. And I've already talked to you about donating the check. Symbolism. It's an analogy. Lighten up. It's not that big of a deal. And then calling Kamala Harris a queen. Is that a little bit of racism? Oh, please. 
I'm detecting, or am I just reading the text wrong? You're reading everything wrong, and you've read everything wrong since you began, and you're still wrong now. Yes, I'm racist. You, you nailed it. Yes. That's why I call her Queen Kamala, even though it's a title of respect, at least for some countries that believe in queens and that other nonsense. Racism. You played the race card? Are you kidding me? And yes, I'm referring to my president and the one that you said now is getting voted out of office. All of this stuff is happening, but he has no influence in it whatsoever. And I'm saying I'm having a hard time trying to figure out what the president has to do with Wall Street or the virus. I can't necessarily put those two together, but I'm sure somehow it fits. Fantastic. That is the first articulate and clear question and point that you've made. And I would love to focus our show around that. I would love if that was your first comment. Because that is a great question. Of course, the president influences the economy. Of course, they influence world tides. Of course, they influence everything. And it can be done from a fiscal perspective. It can be done from a leadership perspective, a policy perspective. You can put trade embargoes. Ask, ask Cuba how the United States has influenced over the last 60 years. Ask Russia why the Cold War ended. Of course, he impacts the economy. And there's a reason why the economy is going off the chart right now. And it is because of this vaccine. Hands down, Wall Street knows that a stimulus check is going to be coming because they announced that today. Those things are actually the heads of state. The executive branch is takes the things that are bad and takes the things that are good. He was also blamed for 240,000 coronavirus deaths. Was that his fault? Did he bring it in from China? And if the president has no accountability, Richard, why are you angry with him? Why do you call him your holiness and your highness? If he's not responsible for anything, then why are you upset? You don't get to play both sides of the fence, my friend. Ultimately, you get racked for that. And you get a stick right up the ass. He's had a major influence on this. He's written 376 pieces of legislation when I say he, I mean his cabinet. So you don't need to get all freaking granular on me. And these legislations have been done since January. He has freed up monies. He has encouraged privatized medicine to actually have these companies compete. He has opened up Pell Grants and research and funded these hospitals and these trials. He has taken regulation for testing on people who are basically at the end of their life to be able to take this of their own free will because this is not Nazi Germany. I don't have time to give you a lesson on how wrong you are. Come on my show. But Richard, this is ridiculous. Your arguments are are straw man arguments. It makes no sense. The comparison contrast of your arguments are absolutely delineated by your emotional state. This isn't a debate. This is a joke. But we'll continue with the joke because it makes good TV. But that would be no different than someone blaming the president for George Floyd. He had nothing to do with it, but I'm sure somehow that fits as well. By the way, it doesn't because he had nothing to do with it. Like how he has nothing to do with the virus and he has nothing to do with Wall Street. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I think Donald Trump might be a little responsible for some of the racial tension in the United States because he basically undid everything Obama did, which was take us to one side of the racial barometer and take us back over to the next. It took him four years to denounce the KKK from being a terrorist group like Antifa. Why did that take him so long? He knew very well that he was getting support from white supremacists. And all he had to do was look in the screen and say, I don't want your vote. 
I don't want anything to do with you. And he very well could said to the black supporters, we are going to do a parlay. BLM, I'm going to invite you into the White House and we're going to sit down and we're going to have a talk. I want your 10 leaders and we're going to sit down and we're going to communicate. We're going to bring in the NAACP. We're going to bring in the collegiate level, African-American leadership in the collegiate levels. We are going to bring in black, white, brown officers and chiefs from all the major cities, and we're going to crack this code. So although he is certainly not responsible for George Floyd's death, fentanyl is the main culprit in George Floyd's death because for the nine and a half minutes that he was resisting arrest and getting his heart rate up about 275, he probably wasn't going to make it anyway, let's be honest. And if you want to throw George Floyd at the president, that's your right because you're an American. But to say that he's culpable for his death is wrong. To say that he could have done more to slow down the amount of tension in our country, which is what he is supposed to do with his influence and calming presence as a president, yes, he could have. So I do blame him somewhat inadvertently for George Floyd or any other travesties that have happened by his reactions. It's funny. It's almost like when you when you stop yourself from, from making a point, you contradict your point. And you should have stuck with that one because that one actually would have made sense. Now, here's where we take it down a notch. I've had people die from COVID, whether it be from the virus itself or from complications. And I am horribly sorry. That makes me want to cry. And I can't possibly fathom what this put you through. I would be having feelings of if only this was this, this vaccine was here, or if only we could have gotten a cocktail or if only the same sort of therapeutics were available for everyone at that time, with or without insurance, if our healthcare had been actually decent for the last 30, 40 years, would that person be healthy enough to fight this horrible virus? My wife's grandmother just was diagnosed with COVID. So I'm sorry. And I don't even want to continue because when I read that, I have a soul, Richard. I'm not a robot. And God bless you and your family. And I, I'm sorry for your loss. Truly. No one really knows for sure when this vaccine is going to come on. Yes, they do. It's first quarter. It's going to be administered to the elderly first. There are stages of this. It's, it's all, I'm not going to go ahead and recite to you his policy on COVID. And it might be different now because if Joe Biden actually does take the presidency, it probably will. And no one knows for sure if it's going to happen anytime soon because this is a mutating virus. And this is why it does. Every health expert, including from the very top, very bottom, has been wronged thus far. And all these clinical trials are still going to take time. It's great that you want to have hope that it is 90% done. But we still have a long way to go. No, I never said it was 90% done. It's 100% done and it's 90% successful. That's what I said. But you didn't read that. And I'm sure I can understand because this is an emotional topic for you, but that's not correct, Richard. And this is where you take it down a notch. And I appreciate you doing that. As an American, I apologize that you felt attacked. I didn't feel attacked. I still don't feel attacked. I think you have every right to say what you're going to say. And I appreciate and respect your opinion. That's why I say don't unfriend me. There's other people like that Carlos guy who came over yesterday, who just was trying to throw a rock in a glass house. And I don't like people like that. You're not one of those, Richard. You're a good dude. I got no problem with you. That I made you about your president, but he's also my president as well. And it said that we can't have a difference of opinion 
and you not get your panties in a bunch. Oh, I'm sorry, boxers in a bunch. I don't want to sound like a sexist. No, you're right the first time. I do wear panties, Richard. They're extremely comfortable and they make me feel sexy. But you have fun, have fun, not had fun with your podcasts and you have fun with your show and you have fun standing on your high horse. I don't stand on a horse. That would be dangerous. Sit upon my high horse and look down upon you peasants, please. And making your own personal comments and attacks on people that just have an opinion slightly different from yours. No, no, I wasn't attacking anyone. I'm attacking the collective, predominantly the media, predominantly people who are unable to see reason. And the people who voted for Donald Trump with no understanding of politics or the people who voted for Joe Biden with no understanding, but just spite for Donald Trump when they were absolutely ill-informed. I do have disdain for those people. You're not one of them. You sound like you know what the hell you're talking about most of the time, even if you're wrong. Sorry, Richard. I'm only so nice. My hypocrisy has some limits. I wish you the best of luck and I wish you the best of luck, brother. And don't worry, I won't unfriend you because that's exactly what the podcast said, but I'll choose not to listen. And that is your right as an American, as a consumer, and as a person who knows me personally. Oh, and as, as far as the villagers in my village, we're doing just fine, thank you. The village is called America. And what a wonderful village it is. Where you and I can have discourse, we can have disagreement. And if I saw you on the street, I would still buy you a beer. And I'd put my arms around you, whether you liked it or not, and broke that six-foot barrier and invade your personal space with a hug and tell you I'm sorry for what has happened to your loved one. Richard, I hold no malice in my heart for you. If a debate was what you were looking for, I would love to do that with you. And I am an amicable human being. But in my world, and I tell my children this, shit begets shit. If you come looking for trash, you will find it. And if you come looking for treasure... You just might elude it, but I really want you to find something of value. I don't like the trash. I don't like the muck. I truly want to uplift people to think differently. And occasionally that can be messy. And who am I? Am I a Messiah? His Holiness? The Dalai Lama? Steve Jobs? No, I'm just a guy. Just a guy like you who's making his way through the world and I found something that I love to do. But whatever you come looking for, you will find with me. And if you bring a little bit of an attitude, I promise I'll give it to you right back. And if you come with your hands and mind open, you and I just might connect on a level that you would be surprised. I wish you well, brother. Let's stop taking things so darn seriously. Like, share, and follow if you want more stuff like this. Drama coming right home to your mama. This is the place you want to go. Don't unfriend me. Veterans Crisis Hotline, 1-800-273-8255. Press 1. Veterans are in need of you. 22 die a day, and it is too many. We need your help. If you recognize that a veteran's struggling, having a hard time, alcohol, abuse, looking off into the distance, not being able to go into work, being late, just changes in behaviors that show a downward trend. Give me a call. I'll help you. There's a lot of people on here. I know Richard would probably help too. Everybody will help. Just reach out. There are solutions. And if you are not a veteran, they will listen too. God bless. Take care, everybody. Richard, thank you for letting me argue with you. And thank you for at least engaging in the dialogue and conversation. And I hope we can do it again. And I hope you will come on and take my, my invite because I really would love to talk to you. Thanks, everybody. 
I'll see you live.